Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. For anyone who wants to make money and make a difference, grow and leverage your enterprise better, get more done in less time, outsource everything and create your ideal lifestyle. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. Welcome to the live video and audio Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. Can growth in your business, your personal life, your general success be too fast? Can success come too quickly that you end up failing? Now, a mentor once said to me, Rob, don't grow your business too fast. Growth can be too fast and things can break and you can accelerate your failure. And of course, I never listened to him. And uh, yeah, then we had our own growth challenges and I'll share with you some of our growth challenges. Now, I've got about 15 agenda points. I think they'll really help you balance speed of success without breaking everything, ruining everything and having to start again, 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 again. Now, I was listening to a podcast about two years ago. I don't know why I said it in such a squeaky voice, but clearly it was a good one. And there was a lady, I forget her name, and she said that she got her fame and success too early. And what happened was she got really well known. She may have gone on Oprah. It was something massive. And she got, I think, you know, millions of hits on YouTube on her name and, you know, probably in all the search engines. And she had no YouTube channel, no website, no social media presence. And those millions of searches just went into a black hole. Now, if she'd have written a book and had a podcast and had an Amazon, you know, a couple of books on Amazon and had a book on Audible and, you know, been really searchable on her own website and on uh, Facebook, etc., she'd have captured all of those searches. She might have got thousand subscribers to her podcast or her email database and she'd have been able to get some benefit of all of that traffic and that future business. But success happened too early for her and she wasn't ready for it. So there's nothing wrong with being patient and looking into the future and saying, I'm going to do this thing, but not quite now because I want to get the assets ready first. So I was doing a one-to-one with Catherine Turner yesterday, who's had some amazing success. She's one of uh, my students, mentees, if you like. She's spoken on a stage in front of 5,000 people. She set up a successful Amazon business. She's, you know, doing keynote speaking around the world. She's doing great. And she asked me if she, could, if she should write her book yet. And I asked her if she had all these platforms ready. And I asked her what all the other things were in her business that she wanted to do. She wants to set up some online courses. She wants to speak more globally. And she wants to set up a new training program. She's got some very exciting news, which means she hasn't got long to do this, but that's not for me to say. And I said to her, you should probably write your book later. You should probably write it in six months or 12 months. When you know when that book is done and it comes out, you can leverage it because you've got other platforms to launch it. You know, and people, when they search you, they can find the book. And when they find the book, they can search you and find your other things. All right, so I've got a whole agenda here I want to cover. But before I do, please say hi. Please tell me where you're from. Please tell me where you're currently watching or listening, whether it's on the live video or it's in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community on Facebook. Please give me a happy face if you're having a good time. Please give me a growly face if you're having some challenges. <laughs> You'd have seen me in the last few weeks have some growly faces because we've had a lot of challenges in our business. Challenges which I'm grateful for, by the way, and make business exciting. Hey, you know, if you're not having challenges, you're not growing. So let me know all of that. Okay, so in the next 10 minutes or so, I'm going to tell you some of the challenges we had in our business that ironically were some of the hardest things we did, but they were because our growth was too fast. 
Now, if you think about it, why would you grow slow? I mean, it sounds ridiculous. I want to grow really slowly. But remember, the systems, the processes, the procedures, the admin, the staff, all of those systems need to be in place and robust and tested before you can dump a load more business and customers and stress on them. So what's steady, consistent growth? Maybe 20% a year. Microsoft level growth, you know, in its heyday in the 80s and 90s was 50% year on year. Now, in the early years, you could probably get 50% or 100% growth quite early. It's easy to go from one customer to two, 100%. Because when you've been going 10 years or 15 years or 20 years and you try and target 100% growth, that could actually really damage your business. I'm going to explain why now. So basically, entrepreneurship, growing your business, success in your own life, you know, whether you want to get fit or healthy or whatever, is basically going from chaos to order, to chaos to order, to chaos to order, to chaos to order. It's control to out of control, to control to out of control, to control to out of control, to control to out of control. Now, you, the entrepreneur, have to be responsible enough and admit that you cause most of the chaos. And when the business and life and admin is in disarray and you're shouting at the world about it, remember, you are the CEO of your own ship, your own enterprise, your own life. So you created the chaos, therefore you've got to create the order. So before you go for big, fast growth, what about creating some order behind it? So if you're going to launch a book or a program, get the systems in place first, get your bio on Amazon good, get your social media profiles set up, get all the pictures of your books and your other things up on your social media profiles. Make sure that you've got a managed email address so people can contact you and you, then you've got that managed by a member of staff. Make sure that the you've got enough in stock, you've tested a purchase online. There's been so many times we've launched things, haven't tested the purchase and the purchase didn't work. I remember one of my business partners set up a webinar. We had three and a half thousand people on it. And he set up this new profile that he'd never used before. It was a higher level program so you could get more people on this webinar. And he did the webinar and at half nine, he was late and he went into his offer at half nine. But this particular program gave you only 90 minutes. Now the program before, you could go on for three hours like I do on a live feed video. But this one timed him out at 9.30, 90 minutes in and that was it. And he was just about to go into a sale. And he left probably 200 grand on the table because he grew too quickly before he tested all the systems and processes behind it. Now, if you're a disruptive entrepreneur like you, the thought of, like me, the thought of testing systems, admin, you know, all of this coding, hacking, blah, blah, blah beta testing version 1.1, you know, all that stuff, blah, disgusting, I don't wanna do all that, I wanna change the world. You know, I wanna express my creativity and freedom. So you need to get people in place you know, uh, systems and software in place that can manage that for you. Okay, so when you grow, here are some of the things that happen. Number one is this chaos is uncharted territory. Every time you grow in the future, you've never been there before. And you think, oh, well, what I did in the past worked. So now in the future, this will be fine. But for example, if you sold 1,000 books in the past and you know how to manage delivering 1,000 books, and then you sell, sell 4,000 books in the future using the system for 1,000 books, and you only ordered 2,000 books, sorry, yeah, 2,000 books, and now you've sold 4,000 books, you've got 2,000 unha unhappy customers who didn't get their books. And then they go on Amazon go, wow, 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 one star didn't get my book on social media, wow, 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 never got my book. And all of a sudden, 
you have 2,000 unhappy customers, which then creates 10,000 other people who saw your 2,000 unhappy customers. So you're always in uncharted territory when you grow more than you've grown before. So know that. So either expect the chaos, have some contingency plans, some space, some time, maybe slightly overstaffed or over-resourced so that you can manage this capacity. The next thing is when you go into new areas of growth or fast growth, you get diminishing law of returns. So each time you grow 50%, 50%, 50%, 50%, the pool of customers and staff and resources diminishes slightly over time. Now, Mark and I, my business partner, so about two or three times a year, we say, when are we going to get to the almost saturation point of our training businesses where you know, growth in the next year is going to be really hard. And in fact, if you just do the same next year, that's probably as good as you're going to do. Now, in the last 11 years, we've never hit it. And we've grown about year on year, 40% on average. So in the early years, it might have been 200%, then, you know, 150%, and then 100%, then 75%. And this year, it'll probably be 30%, which is good. And, you know, this year, especially for us at Progressive and Unlimited Success, we found that getting new people interesting in our communities and products and services has been a harder push and a bigger spend, uh, you know, so our, our spend to acquire a new client, our maximum acquisition cost, our MAC, is getting higher and higher because we're getting diminishing laws of returns. And some of the areas where we've been really successful in getting leads and clients and selling books and programs some of those areas, they feel a little bit saturated. So we've got to look into new media. Now, when you go into new media, you think you can bring your experience of your old media, but this media is different to the last media. So remember that your next year's projections shouldn't necessarily assume you do what you did again plus 50% because of diminishing laws of return. The next thing is when you grow, you're always going to get new challenges you've not seen before. So give me a thumb up or a smiley face or an angry face if you've had any challenges recently and if you've had challenges you haven't seen before and if you're quite experienced in your business but you're still experiencing new challenges. Now the reality is they happen all the time. And you know, you think you've planned, you think you've got a checklist, you think that you've got good processes in place, you think you've seen it all in your business because you've been in it decades and then something new happens that either you can't control or you've not seen before. So you're always a student, always learning. And I think when you have that, I'm a student rather than a guru mentality, you can always fix your challenges. So you'll always get new challenges you've never seen before. Now, when you grow, things break. So we used to run a property event called the Property Progressive Property Super Conference. And for about three years in a row, it was the biggest property conference in the UK of its type by quite a long way. And you know, it was great because we'd get 500, then 800, then 1,000 people at an event in the UK to all learn about property. And of course, it was good for our brand and marketing. And it was probably a bit of a vanity thing as well. Look at us, we can run the biggest events. Each time we ran those events, stuff broke. And I'm not just talking about your exhibition stands and your collateral that you take that breaks, you know, your AV equipment. I'm talking about it's four or five months of hard planning, which means those four or five months you're trying to sell into one event, which means your cash flow is lower in those four to five months. You have to pay a lot of your expenses up front, like your keynote speakers, like the AV, like Wembley Stadium, you know, because we did one of them at Wembley Stadium, the conference centre there. You pay all of those up front, hoping for the revenue later. Normally, at the, at the Monday after a super conference, at least two people would resign from our business. So we had 30 or 40 staff at the time, and you normally get two people that resigned because it broke them. Our baby came early, I'm sure, because of the Lord Sugar Property Super Conference. 
Uh, yeah, the Chelsea one. I might, Gemma was our event manager, my fiance. We had the baby the night of the Sunday night. I think it made the baby come two weeks early because it was pretty stressful for her. So things always break when you grow. Now, that's okay because, you know, that's what happens. So if you accept that and you have a can-do, problem-solving, fixing attitude, you'll deal with it. But if you're deluded to it or don't expect it, it's going to be a problem. Also, you can reduce what breaks with planning, preparation, targeting 20% growth rather than 40% growth, etc. All right, what else happens? Now, by the way, when you grow and you get bigger and things break, they break in front of customers and clients. So if you have a problem and then you scale vastly and widely and it happens in front of a thousand or a million customers, you've just a thousand or a million times exaggerated the problem. So what you want is some of your problems and challenges to happen behind closed doors or in, in beta testing mode or whatever. You don't want it in front of all your customers. For example, the Samsung phone that's set on fire. Now, you know, the, it's okay if it sets on fire, you know, in their laboratory, but if it sets on fire, even for just 20 clients, and then it's all over social media, all of a sudden, 100 million people think the Samsung phones set on fire when you use them. So grow too fast, your problems happen publicly. Of course, you go over capacity of what you can actually deliver. Now, if you go over capacity of what you can deliver, you can cause 300 or 400% more of a problem. And apparently, the noise of an unhappy customer is about three to four times as loud and as spread and shared an unhappy customer as it is a happy customer. So, you know, the next thing is you're going to have more pressure on you. And pressure on you and your staff is going to make you behave differently maybe more reactively, maybe more emotionally, you, you will maybe make not such good decisions. So again, too fast growth changes you, changes your decisions, changes your behavior. All right, Gina's just said morning from a cloudy Ely. Gina, I used to go to Kings Ely and I used to live on Lower Lane in Ely, so nice to see you. Just say hi, tell me where you're from, tell me where you're tuning in. All right, great, so... At Progressive, over the years, we've had some growth challenges. Most of our difficulties in business have been through aggressive growth, which is something that I want to do. I mean, if you're green, you grow. If you're ripe, you rot. You know, the, the purpose of human beings is to grow. Who wants to do their business plan for next year and go, I don't want to grow. I want to do less or just the same. No, no one wants to do that. But it was, it was very important for me to have mentors because I'm the kind of person that needs to be held back. Maybe you're the kind of person that needs to be pushed forward. So our Progressive Property Super Conference uh, uh, where this was, no, this was Chelsea Football Club, this one, which was our probably biggest one. It was definitely our biggest one at the time. There may be 800 people there. And we got to the point where we were maybe six weeks worth of money left in the bank in terms of like burn rate or, you know, cash flow in the bank. Now, normally we have two to three years worth of no business, no trade, no customers, money, and we can still support our overhead. And of course, if we halved our overhead, which we could if sales were going down, so we could probably sustain our business for five years right now with the amount of cash we have in the bank and retain profits saved. But back then we burned down to six weeks, which for us was woo, scary. Now, many startup businesses, they don't have that. But for us, that was like panic mode. And Mark was probably delaying a couple of invoices. and We were managing all the, the bills because they all came up front. And of course, if we'd have run the super conference and all the expenses came up front and then there was like a, a bomb scare or a tube strike or something and half the people turned up or, or we had to cancel the event, that would be a major disaster. So it is probably true to say at that time, those events were slightly too big for you know, where we were. 
you know, you're doing five months of work for one event and then, so therefore, five months of sales historically and then probably the next three months of sales, eight months of your sales of your business for one year come from one event and that's risky. So we stopped doing the big 800-seater, 1,000-seater ones and now what we do is 500 event days a year, but much smaller. And if we've got an event for 30 people and only 10 show up or an event for 30 people and it has to get cancelled, well, that's not a problem. And that might only be a third of a day's worth of revenue in terms of you know, our overall yearly turnover. So that was a distinct decision we made. And it's really helped us reduce risk, grow more safely. And of course, you know, we have to check our own egos in because when, you're in, when you are the biggest company in your niche, you, know, you want to sort of prove that you can do these big events and prove to your competitors you know, that you're bigger and more powerful, but that is a dangerous thing to make the decisions on. So we had to make a more humble decision of growth. And in fact, we sort of had to stop growing the size of our events to continue to grow the size of our business and de-risk it. Also, I'm the kind of person that wants to do everything. And maybe as you're listening and watching, you are the same. Give me a thumb up, a smiley face or something if you're a disruptive entrepreneur, if you always take on too many things, if you want to do everything, if you've got the fear of missing out, you know, and if you create chaos in your life and then sometimes you blame the world for it. Come on, I know what a lot of us are like. I mean, that's what entrepreneurs are like. So right now in my life, we're doing this ridiculously big extension to the house. We're doing like a, a double garage with all glass wall inside so I can see my fancy sports cars, which, cause, which causes all sorts of structural challenges. Then we've got to get a bespoke staircase because it can be seen, which is really difficult. And then I'm building an annex on top. And then I'm building an outdoor gym and I'm building a sort of a, a house-wide extension. We've got two young kids. We're supposed to be getting married in three months. And we'll get there, but we're also getting married in three months. Our business is growing bigger than ever. And, you know, I'm writing another book. I'm trying to get a book launched. And, you know, like, I am forcing myself to grow. I'm also trying to listen to a lot of podcasts and continually educate myself. But sometimes I need smart people around me to say, Rob, just drop one thing and it ain't going to be the wedding. <laughs> and just, you know, you sometimes can do too much. You can put pressure on yourself. And I got a little bit ill recently and I rarely get ill. And so I can only say I ever get ill because I push myself too hard. And there's the feedback. There's the world going, Rob, you're burning the candle at both ends, like my mum says, slow down a bit. You know, because most people underestimate what they'll achieve in a long time, but really overestimate what they'll achieve in a short time. So a bit of patience, a bit of a long term view doesn't hurt. All right, then. Great. What else have we got on the agenda so if a product is too successful and sells too many and too fast and may not be able to be delivered or they may not get their product at all, then customers will be very unhappy. You can't fulfill your promise. It'll get really bad PR and then you'll wish you didn't grow as fast. So you're, you're finally balancing growth with deliverability and sustainability. You have a long time left in your life. You have a long time left in your business. So be patient. There's no harm in targeting 20% growth over 40% growth or 50% over 100%. Have faith it will come together. Have faith that just keep doing it consistently, it will work. You know, you need to build good foundations in a building so that you can build the roof, so that it, you know, it can take the load of the wind and the, and the people inside the, um, the building. And so there's nothing wrong with building those foundations progressively and steadily, just like there's nothing wrong with going to the gym or going and, you know, doing training and doing it progressively and properly rather than trying to cheat and do it too fast. So, you know, you might have optimistic, crazy growth here. You might have pessimistic, no growth here. Maybe you should be 50% to 70% across to, to high growth and not 90% or 100%. 
It's okay to say no sometimes. It's okay to say yes, but later. Yes, but not now. It's okay to say I've got enough right on now. It's okay to know that you're not perfect and that you can't take on too much and you're not superhuman. There are people relying on you. There are staff, there are customers, there's your family. So balance maybe 70% towards growth rather than crazy 100%. I know I wouldn't have listened to this advice in my 20s. Maybe it's a sign that I'm in my 30s and getting a bit older. But you know, I wanna be doing this when I'm 95 and there's no point having one year where I'm growing too fast and crash and burn everything. So I hope this live feed, video, audio podcast has been useful for you. Please do share it with anyone that you think could benefit from this. There's many of us entrepreneurs who are imploding ourselves because we're growing too fast and we need to help them. Make sure you're following us in the Disruptive Entrepreneurs community on Facebook. And also, uh, please do leave a review of the Disruptive Entrepreneur on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you can. I want to get this message out to the rest of the planet. If it's helped you, let's go and help other people. My vision is to create global financial freedom. I'm helping hundreds of thousands of people at the moment. I need to help hundreds of millions if I'm going to achieve anywhere near this goal. And I need your help. Thanks very much. This has been Rob Moore. If you don't risk anything, you risk everything.